Jamie Summers from Afternoons with Heart and Humor. Something you may not know about me is I'm really conscious of what I put in my body. So I eat healthy, try to stay as active as possible. That's also why I was so excited when I heard that Dr. Kellum at the Kellum Stem Cell Institute is able to retrieve my own stem cells and place them exactly where I need them most with focused infusions. If you're ready for something more effective and a healthier way to heal, get more information at KellumStemCellInstitute.com. Hey, it's Doug with an opportunity to catch up with Kelly Needham, a servant of Christ, student of the Bible, and I love this, COO of her home, where she lives with her husband, Jimmy, and her five children. Whether writing or speaking, her aim is to convince as many people as possible that nothing compares to knowing Jesus. Kelly, thanks for making time. Thanks, Doug. I'm glad to be here with you. I got to go back to that line, though. I love that, COO (laughs) of her home. That's beautiful. (laughs) It is quite the operation, a home of seven people, and it takes a lot of my time. So (laughs) that's my job description right now. (laughs) No, that's perfect. Well, in the midst of all of that, the ability to write and focused here on this latest book called Purpose Fooled, Why Chasing Your Dreams, Finding Your Calling, and Reaching for Greatness Will Never Be Enough. Hold on, Kelly. I thought all those things are what we're supposed to do, isn't it? Well, that's certainly what we're told and what we're encouraged to do. But I think at the end of the day, and I think Ecclesiastes would back me up here, but if we achieve everything we could ever imagine, at the end of the day, it's still not a big enough thing to satisfy that deep ache for transcendent meaning. Only the person of God can really do that. And uh, so, yeah, I think it's a, a false way to find meaning in what you achieve. So what was the inspiration for this? What was what was uh, the idea for like, wait a minute, this is something people need to know? <laughs> well, it really came from my own personal need for these truths, because uh, I got married very young to a guy named Jimmy, Jimmy Needham. Some maybe people listening may be familiar with that name, but he was a touring artist, uh, doesn't make as much music anymore, but we were on the road the first 10 years of our life together with him doing concerts and on tours and preaching the gospel from stage. And I was with him on the sidelines, running the merch table and booking the flights and arranging travel and booking rental cars and turning in receipts. And, you know, it was in that setting that I began to feel like what I was doing didn't seem to matter quite as much because I also had dreams to do big things for God, but folding t-shirts wasn't really what I had in mind. <laughs> so uh, I really had some conversations with the Lord, and in my journal, you know, God, this is clearly what you've set before me, but it doesn't feel impactful, it doesn't feel great or significant, and so is that just my lot in life now, that you've just sequestered me to this, like, secondary tier type of work? And I don't actually believe that anymore, but I really had a need to know how to assess my life situation at that time. And then motherhood has also brought me in and out of the same questioning, you know, is, is I know it matters in theory, but it doesn't feel very important right now. And other people seem to have something cooler to do, more significant to do than me. And so that really was the genesis of this book was my own wrestle with these things. Wow. What an, so you've been on, obviously, on both sides of the coin there. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what, what was it like um, to, to, to struggle through some of that stuff with your husband uh, in the artist role and then you in that other role? Uh, how do you feel things are right now between the two of you in terms of work-life balance? Yeah. 
Well, it was really messy. I'll be honest. It was messy wrestling through those things uh, in those early years. It, we, we had a lot of fights, and a lot of it was driven by my own, you know, building insecurity and things that I was dealing with. And But we have shifted a lot over the years. Uh, he's taken steps out of public ministry on church staff. I then wrote books. We've had some weird shifts happen through all of that. But I think, you know, really the, the truth in, in this book that I wanted to communicate has really been the thing that's grounded us, that meaning comes not from what I do, but from who I live for. And if I will live with God and for God, if I will do what's set before me with Him and for Him, that that is where meaning lies. And that God promises that what what we do in secret and you know, in public, he sees it and he will reward accordingly in, you know, in the end. And so that has freed me and and freed him to go, is this a season where one of us is more uh, in the public eye? Great. I can take that background seat because I'm doing it with God and for God. And when it's time to shift again and move into different locations on the bus, if that makes sense, we can do that with God and for God, because our meaning is no longer coming from the types of work we do or don't do, but it's coming from who we were made for and who we live with. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, and certainly a plug, clearly, with Jimmy and Kelly Needham is a podcast uh, that people can check out and obviously uh, explore more of the life together and, and, and both of your roles in this book that we're focused on, Purpose Fooled, um, you talk about four key longings of the human heart. Can we unpack that a little? Yeah. I These are things, again, that I saw bubbling up out of my own heart in my early 20s and, and just wrestling with. The, these were the four things that I saw consistently myself. I want to do great things. I want to be seen. I want to make a difference. And I want something unique to do. Those four things, I just couldn't get away from them. Like, I, I just want these things. And I think for a long time in my wrestle with that, I tended to just go, well, I should probably just silence those longings. They're probably not godly. They're probably just self-important. And I definitely, we can express those in self-important ways. But I think they're really God-given longings. I think we're just misdirected and misguided in how we fulfill them. Because, it, you know, if you just take that one, I want to do great things, for example, Jesus' disciples come to him all the time asking, who's the greatest? If you read the Gospels, who's the greatest in the kingdom? I want to know. Can I sit at your right and left hand? There's an eagerness for importance. And Jesus does not look back at them and say, you fools, you know, you're thinking like the world. He gives them a clear, direct answer, which to me is an honoring of that longing. He says, okay, you want to be great. Let me redefine it for you. Let me show you where true greatness is. And and he will have lots of things to say about who's really great in the kingdom. So the longing for greatness clearly isn't bad. It's just we, we tend to take worldly definitions to live that out. And Jesus is just giving us something different and saying, chase greatness, just chase it in the right way, in a way that you won't regret it once you stand before God in the last day. Mm, I love that. I love that. Well, certainly I know that uh, we are sometimes uh, victims of our culture, and in the moment of social media, um, that probably kind of messes with our head when it comes to our purpose, doesn't it? Absolutely. Because, you know, you can any one of us can get on our phones now and just see what everybody and their mom is doing and what cool things are in their lives. It's really awakening our imagination in, in really worldly ways. Oh, okay, well, this is great. Look at how many followers this person has. Look at these things, you know, but going back to my job description that primarily I'm CEO of my home, 
Most of those tasks are not really Instagram worthy. No one really wants to see a pile of laundry on my floor or a mess I'm cleaning up. And so if all I'm looking at is social media, it can tend to shape my thoughts about the things God has set before me that may be really great work that he sees, he's in, he wants to use. But if social media is my only input for awakening my imagination to what greatness is, then I will always have a hard time with with some of those other more mundane tasks that really everybody has that God sets before us. I, I won't have the ability to see them as valuable if I'm only informed by what my phone is setting before my eyes. So if we can put the phone down, that's going to be the first step. As far as navigating the mundane and for moms and dads that are kind of locked in sort of the daily grind, sometimes it can feel like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. How can we how can we reset our thought pattern? Yeah, I think reading through the scriptures and paying attention to people in the Bible is really helpful and, and inserting ourselves into the middle of their stories. You know, a lot of times we tend to just go to the end. Oh, Abraham's this great man of faith. It's like, he, yes, he was, but he also endured years of waiting. I mean, that's mundane. You know, he's 26 years, he has this promise from God and is just taking care of sheep, moving around the land. You know, it's like, it's not very cool looking if you really think about that or Joseph, when he's being faithful to God, fighting for personal holiness, he flees sexual temptation, but it lands him in a pit. He's got a a couple of years of just day in, day out, the grind of living imprisoned life. And we tend to, again, end of the story, but I think if we'll look at the people in the Bible and really put ourselves in the middle of their story and see how God reacts to them there, it will help us. And it's really helped me in my mundane moments to go, God, your people all the time have been faced with ordinary things that are hard to endure. And I can recall those people to mind, not just my <laughs> social media feed. And they become like friends in my mind and my heart to go, God, I want to be faithful like Joseph in the pit. You know, I want to be faithful like Abraham in his season of waiting. Would you help me? You see me in this moment. You've set this before me. It's the race set before me today that I'm called to run with my eyes on you, as Hebrews 12 says. And I think all those things have, have helped me to embrace there's not so fun days that are set before me and really set before all of us. No one really can get away from Monday, no matter how cool your life is. You still have to do your laundry, you know? (laughs) (laughs) True story. Kelly Needham is uh, catching up with us about her book, Purpose Fooled, Why Chasing Your Dreams, Finding Your Calling, and Reaching for Greatness Will Never Be Enough. Well, in the day and age of social media and sound bites uh, for someone that's just looking for a nugget, there's many to be found in this book, but if you could drop us with one nugget from the book that we make sure that we come away with, what would that be? That mm. you were made for something great. That deep ache for being made for more is good. But you weren't made to do something great. You were made to know someone great. You really were made for a noun, not verbs. You were made for a person. And when you believe that and live for that, your life will explode with more meaning than you thought was possible. That's awesome, Kelly. I want to be respectful of the time. Is there anything that we missed that you want to make sure we touch on? I hope people would really feel that a commendation that that deep ache for more is from God and it's for God and to let that lead them to the person they were made for.
I'm Jamie Summers from Afternoons with Heart and Humor. Something you may not know about me is I'm really conscious of what I put in my body. So I eat healthy, try to stay as active as possible. That's also why I was so excited when I heard that Dr. Kellum at the Kellum Stem Cell Institute is able to retrieve my own stem cells and place them exactly where I need them most with focused infusions. If you're ready for something more effective and a healthier way to heal, get more information at KellumStemCellInstitute.com. 